who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Welcome to EXPN, I'm Dirk Bradley. And I'm Warren Rustborough. The Sanguine Covenant has just completed their infiltration quest on Phi T-26, better known as the Haven of Shrouded Innocence. You know, Rust, I've always considered myself a neutral man, really saddling up the fences for a long, hard ride. But something about a group of nasty lads heisting artifacts from some stuffy paladorks gives me a sinister tingle. While the servants of the Shroud are unquestionably good in alignment, the church authority leaves much to be desired. Look, I can get over forcing everyone to wear white. I cut a mean profile in clean linens. You really do. But something about the servants just rubs me the wrong way. They do conscript infants for eternal service to their god. Yep, that's the one. In other news, mid-season has come and applications for the Forge Challenge are open. To the shock of no one, Ashpool's Silver Song has already volunteered. Teams White Rock, Violet Hag, and Blue Gin have also requested a forge, but with poor quest performance and low individual pound-for-pound rankings, only White Rock has much hope of an early graduation. What do you say, Russ? You think Gold Dragon's gonna go for it? Hard to say. The commission has good reason to want a hero team as soon as possible, but the risk of embarrassment, should the team fail their forge, is high enough to sow doubt. I don't know. I get the feeling that Hal and Ophidian got something going on. Think there's any truth to them planning something together? I try not to speculate on the intentions of the play. However, Team Gold Dragon is topping the rankings and not taking advantage of today's success in the Librarinth could be a mistake. Smoke billows out through the dark tunnel, acrid, choking. You move as quickly as you can out into the corridor, connecting the axis to the collar. There you stand, barely able to breathe, barely able to think. And before you waits the director of collar operations. Iavos is patting at his tattered robes like putting out cinders as the fire was chasing them, coughing. (laughs) Is everyone okay? Hal's trying to turn off his glamour which is that his robes smolder and it's not working. He's like, what's wrong? It's not, uh, hang on, something's wrong with my glamour. It's not turning off. Uh, it's off. House. Uh, 
Nope, I've got nothing. It just feels going. If anyone is still cindery, Iavos is just going to start prestidigitating out fires. <laughs> it kind of looks like a mystic, dusty fire extinguisher. <laughs> just throwing <laughs> fistfuls of mud at them. <laughs> Penny's dark hair is covered in ash, but she has yet to shake it off as she stares forward into space. Her sword and shield clatter to the ground. Gaspar is going to give a few sympathetic coughs despite not needing to, just to join everybody. <laughs> just to fit in. Does it come out of your throat or face? <laughs> no, it's just the sound. There's no oh, okay. exhalation of breath. Okay. It's like he's got a soundboard. He's just got cough sounds coming out <laughs> yeah. of in different tones. My hand is over an empty space above my neck. <laughs> <laughs> and then he will unfold his piece of cloth that he got from the Myriad Market mm. and start to wipe off some of the soot. And your magic shamwow? <laughs> How dare you? But it is a magic shamwow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fancy magic shamwow. Acknowledging the tall man with kind of a nod. Also, Iavos is going to kind of take a knee and carefully like using his sleeves and cloak, like just kind of scoop up Penny's equipment, like mm. respectfully and just stand close to her being like, is anything like I am? I'm a hug ready. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Defcon hug. Yes. The director gives you a deep bow. Takes him five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if I do like an insight check on the director, how does he feel about what we just did? He seems delighted. Oh, okay. Yes. He typically seems delighted, doesn't he? Isn't he just very like... He, he was somber the first time. This time he was weirdly happy. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say like creepily enthusiastic is how I remember him. No, he's usually very quiet, but this time he's just like, yes. Oh, okay. So I do want to regard that a little bit. I thought you would be... Disappointed about what we did to that plane. No, it's very good. Did did you not want to research that? I've learned everything I need to. Are you allowed to tell me how you've learned all of that? He slowly approaches you with his hand outstretched. And as he does, he reaches down, grabs your hand, lifts it up, and gently taps the bracelet. He's got those big banana hands that just like totally <laughs> encompass you. All right, oh banana God. hands. <laughs> Huh. But we did not read all of those books. Unfortunately. The books are irrelevant. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, someone says it. Penny finally slowly looks down at her own wrist and tears off her bracelet, hurling it across the room with a clatter and falls to her knees, sobbing for the first time since leaving the labyrinth. The director glides over to where the bracelet fell, picks it up, and then brings it back to you. Penny makes no move to retrieve it. He hands it to Iavos. <laughs> Iavos does a very ceremonial passing of this bundle of sword and shield to Hal, turning and taking a knee, and then hug engaged. <laughs> Penny's bracelet is pocketed safely. I understand you might have some kind of um, need for emotional display, but this is not the place. Let us go find some place quiet, all right, Penny? It's going to be all right. Okay, I have us. Uh, we will leave this creepy tallman, <laughs> get out of his shadow. <laughs> you bypass him on the catwalk and head into the collar proper. You now remember just how far away from Zenith you were as the descent begins. It is some time before you finally reach the bottom. The main doors open, exiting back out onto the battle center where you see Rain is waiting for you. Holding Penny's arm, kind of guiding her, so she can focus on her emotions without having to navigate the walkways. 
Penny is crying in the ugliest way that you have seen. Snot is streaming out of her nostrils as she presses her wet face into your robes. And uh, as a weird gesture, he gives you one of the things that hangs around him, which is like a childhood blanket with like little mooses and cows stitched into it. And like you can snot and tear it up. It's fine. He just like hands it to you. That's what ch- child blankets are for. <laughs> oh, they are, they are booger receptacles. <laughs> Huge fucking hanky. She blows her nose in it and wipes her face and hugs it close. Gaspar will come up to you with his handkerchief of unquestionable origin <laughs> and slowly attempt to dry some of your tears, telling you, Penny, this may sound cold, but we have to be professional at this very moment. There will be a time where we can process all the things that have just happened. Hal moves in front of Iavos and Penny and just activates his cape of billowing, so it's just flapping and obscuring them from sight. (laughs) Despite being distracted, we'll acknowledge Rain. As soon as you do, you hear... And you can hear as a considerable number of the Battle Center employees also stop what they're doing and give you applause. You've done fantastic. It's better than I could have possibly imagined. You're too kind for what just transpired. No, no, no. Perfect score. Five out of five. What? You did brilliantly. All of you. There were some mistakes, but those are natural. Nothing to be surprised about. I have always been pretty good at breaking things. Your average is fantastic for a team of your level, which is why I'm here. Previously, before you went inside, we spoke about the possibility of you becoming heroes, taking the Forge Challenge. As the mid-season approaches, early applications are available, and I've signed you up. And, and we, don't, we don't get a say in this? You can refuse if you'd like, but... I think this is what is best for all of you. Rain, tell me, honestly, is this an honest recommendation or is this just one of your schemes? I don't scheme. I make choices, hard choices that have consequences. And when I tell you that I think this is the best choice for you, it is also the best choice for us. Going to lean over to Hal. She schemes. This is an interesting aside, but when these people are cheering for us and giving us this attention and adoration, Iavos is using this energy and kind of like doing a medicine check on Penny to see if the feeding of this praise is possibly helping to bolster her a little bit. Uh, I'd like you to roll me an insight check. Do I get advantage from my glasses? Yes, you do, my sir. That's cocked. Apologies. Not better. Nope. That's going to be a 10. All right. It's not much, but it's enough to know. As you slowly place on your spectacles and take a look at what's happening, you see that Penny is definitely receiving a noticeable amount of adoration and attention and energy from what's happening right now. But what you're not seeing is an improvement in mood or personal energy. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if she's storing it instead of using it. I take that as a positive sign because we can we can deal with emotions in the here and now. She's putting it in the flattery battery. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. That's really fucking good. Oh my gosh. I like it. Penny, that's a magic item. <clears throat> I'm sorry. As you receive this attention, you can tell it's something you're supposed to do something about, but you feel no motivation to do so. The feelings you're feeling are your own, and it's almost like you feel almost as if somebody's just pouring something into a tank somewhere else mm. for you. You hear that? A perfect score. Well done, everyone. Yes. Yes. 
congratulations, everyone. Well, uh, it's a strange thing to hear after such a traumatic event to uh, immediately be catapulted forward in our careers, as it were. Um, we may need a little time to process. And I understand things are going very quickly for you. And that's how it's going to be for at least the next several months. Once you actually pass the forge, if you pass the forge, your lives will become infinitely more complicated, but more powerful, more free. You will have choices. You will have options. You will no longer be bound as contracted novices training to be something you're not yet. Fun part about multiplying infinity by infinity is that you can't really tell the difference. (laughs) Yes, well... Infinity is a discussion for later. If I'm not mistaken, this is the direction that we were headed in, just more quickly than we anticipated. Yeah, uh, everyone wants to make Hero Team eventually. It's where the um, league really comes into its own. Uh, You don't want to stay a novice forever. It's no good. Plus, if we get there before Ish, then uh, he can suck a dick. There is a reason I'm putting such a rush on this. Grey Knight, or Silver Song as you may know them, are in fact already signed up. Son of a bitch. But, if things go well, you will graduate first. So the quicker the better. I lay on hands, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work on emotions, Hal. <laughs> lay on hands, smack somebody on the ass, and be like, go get him, Tiger. <laughs> Penny gives a weak laugh and kind of brushes your hands away. I, I will be okay, I'm... This this is good news. I, I just need some time to collect myself. I I need to be professional. And she nods at Gaspar. If the Vries head could wink. <laughs> you, you use your fingers. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you see one eyelid twitch, almost trying to wink. Creepy. Penny kind of giggles and ruffles the hair on the top of the Vries head. I don't stop her. But this is not the time to discuss this. Um... All I need from you is your consent and acceptance. I agree. So it's in our best interest to do this quickly? Yes. I'm not personally motivated by sticking a thorn into the side of that Ophidian fellow, but I do believe it would please Hal somewhat, yes? Oh, trust me. Uh, I think all of us would do bits to uh, annoy Ishpool as much as possible. (laughs) Well, I am here to help my friends, so I agree if they agree. Then if that's all... I will move forward with the preparations. You're welcome to do as you wish. You would probably have at least another week before anything happens. What should we prepare for? No different than any other quest. This won't be taking place in the battle axis. This will be a designed dungeon. A designed dungeon? Yes. It's not uncommon for us to request guest dungeon masters who can design dungeons for exhibitions, contests, or any kind of player-versus-player interaction. It is uh, seen as an opportunity for lesser-known individuals to become more powerful or for us to increase ratings as particularly well-known Dungeon Masters make their uh, debut. What kind of sick creep would design dungeons? Have you not been on one of the material planes? They're loaded with dungeons. Somebody has to make them. Do you think that uh, an undead crypt simply pops up out of nowhere? I... Assumed so. It's not as though every single mastermind is somehow capable of architecture and and engineering. These are advanced skills. They require contractors. And some of these contractors become so well-known that they move on, uh, move into uh, able to to work for greater evils or goods, as the case may be. Yeah, there's a handful of professional dungeon misters out there. 
Well, I think that sounds like a silly job. (laughs) (laughs) Even the idea of referring to them as designed dungeons seems oxymoronic. Like, the fact that we have been traversing organic ones, I think, is what's more unusual. As you say that, Rain looks at you with a level of severity. And she says, Mr. Zadora, you are not the first to suspect that the Battle Axis does indeed have a dungeon master. But you need your rest. It is best you take your time. Prepare. You have a long journey ahead of you. Uh, Shall we retire to the apartments? I'll put on a pot of tea. That sounds very nice. Thank you. You make your way to Iavos's apartment. Inside, you find little in the way of comforts and seating arrangements, but enough to make do. It's a bed. <laughs> it's, it's just a it's just a four person dog pile on the bed. Yeah. Cuddle puddle. Hal Hal pops over to his room and gets one of those camping chairs. Hal, bring the bearskin. <laughs> yeah. Iavos goes about using uh, an alchemical little tea set with like a fire that heats but does not burn. Uh, eventually, visit as the tea gets ready. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, he pours, it's like an old, musty kind of Earl Grey, but it has a nice flavor to it. It's like the pot is adding flavor to it. Quite. So, that was somewhat traumatic, and it seems we've learned a bit more about each other than we may have intended going into something so witnessed by others. I don't mind learning about all of you, but I did not expect to learn about myself. I can imagine that's quite jarring. After after that, I started to remember other things, just bits and pieces. Underneath every memory, there, there's a fragment of another one. I, my head feels like a baklava. <laughs> Delicious. We don't know the truth of any of it yet, though. Our memories from childhood can be clouded with fantasy. I would encourage you to try to learn more, but... I would not fear anything as an absolute until you know more. That that sounds like good advice, and I will I will take it to heart. But Penny seems unconvinced as her attention is still elsewhere. She has since coming back changed into her original dress from Evdemonia, the one that Iavos mended. She tugs at the hem slightly self-consciously that it doesn't fit so well anymore, but she seems to find comfort in it. I'll take back my baby blanket and quick mage laundry it. <laughs> Sparkly clean. Penelope. What is it, Gaspar? In your memories, beginning from when you stepped here, are there fragments hidden underneath? Of my time in this plane? Correct. No. No, it's just my life before then perhaps as a point of comfort you can trust that everything you have done here is true. I do trust in all of you. I just feel like I don't know who I am in this moment. And that is partially my point. If you feel like you don't know who you are, don't know what you are doing, don't know if the world around you is true, at least use us as an anchor. Not just that you can trust us, but that what we are doing is not something that 
you can doubt. I don't know if that makes full sense. I I think it does. Do you do something like that, Kaspar? You're so cool all the time. It's very level-headed. I'm just dead inside. But also, since the head is dead, you could say that I have a very cool head. <laughs> I'm very cool-headed. Uh, quite. Uh, and fishing in one of his many pockets, I almost pulls out a little scrap of paper that they got from the Illuminator and kind of gestures it towards Penny, reminding her that she has one too, saying, And if it's answers you seek, perhaps in the near future there are ways to get some truths. That's true. What, what are you going to ask? I haven't decided yet. When the time is right, I will know. I have so many questions. It'll be hard to choose one. Uh, change of subject, perhaps, is best. Uh, Halophon, you've studied more about the League than any of us combined, probably. Uh, what should we prepare for in this challenge? Are we being able to bring the same magic items we can into the Axis, or are there restrictions? I thought you'd never ask. I pull out a crystal and I pop it in a little divination projector, which starts displaying classic LUQ footage on the wall, and Hal goes... Here's everything I know about the Forge Challenge. You all begin to learn under your friend who has spent his entire life preparing for these moments. But as he finishes, you are all left with a strong desire to see yourself improve in preparation for this storied event. What do you do in the time leading up to your Forge Challenge? Uh, you see Iavos after the group has left, staying in his room. Using the floor, he's laid out several pieces of tattered and broken sheets of paper that he collected from the labyrinth, some of which coming off of the bodies of foes that they battled, studying them and transcribing words printed there into his spellbook, as well as holding this large staff with a quill pen tip at the end of it, feeling the weight of it, sliding it from one hand to the other, looking into it, knowing it holds magics that even he doesn't fully understand yet. And the last thing is using some of his herbalism kit and alchemy supplies, little bits and pieces, nothing fancy, tiny things he's requisitioned. He concocts something dark, something bubbly. He sniffs it and winces a little bit. He drinks it down in one gulp and lays down into a deep, deep catatonic sleep. What does Penny do in her time? A couple of days later, Iavos hears a knock on his door. He's just now waking up. Uh, come in. Penny steps into your room. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I interrupting something? I was just going to take a minute to wake up. I've been in need of some very, very deep rest. Uh, what can I do for you, dear Penny? Oh, well, I brought you something, but I also had something of a request. Um, but let's start with this. And Penny produces from her, from her pockets and the folds of her dress a bookmark composed of a laminated pressed flower. One of the flowers you realize from the bouquet that you gave to Penny when she returned from the sick ward. Oh, that's lovely, Penny. And he sticks it amongst dozens of other bookmarks in his spellbook. <laughs> I can never have enough. I'm glad you like it. Um, the last couple of days I've been... Reflecting on our time in the labyrinth, it's fascinating 
and scary how the narrative of a story can seemingly affect the material reality around us. Well said, Penny. Uh, I'm, I've been trying something with uh, bardic inspiration along those principles. I was wondering if maybe we could train together. Uh, normally, it, that kind of inspiration doesn't affect magic spells, but um, the way that you say your prayers for uh, the verbal components of, of the things that you cast, um, I have some ideas that I would like to try, if that's okay. Yes, I think now is the time to do as much training as we can. And Iavos grabs the sword from the corner and straps the heavy weight of it to his back and reaches into his pocket and hands Penny back her LUQ bracer. We all have a great weight to bear, don't we? She takes it in her hands and looks at it for a moment and nods solemnly, placing it back on her wrist. Yes, we all have our burdens, and I'm ready to bear my own. As you sleep that night, you stand again in that dark, dark forest. The enemies all around you, trapped, powerless, pleading. But you're not calling for your mother. You're not calling for your friends. You're calling for yourself. What is Gaspar doing in this free time? Gaspar has set up his room to do a bit of research. A table with alchemical tools and several reference books on necromancy. He places the two books he took from the codices and begins to try and research them just a little bit. Whatever the magics that they had there to turn a fragment of a soul into a physical corporeal thing that could then be tapped into is something he wants to research. So once he gets that all set up, he is summoning Nepet to collaborate. Come and do your job. The... Spirit of Nepet sluggishly crawls from its home and stands before you. All those books you've read, all the things your uncle made you do, let's get to it. There's a thematic knock on your door in the middle of your research. Why now? (laughs) Okay. Who is it? It's me. It could only be him. (laughs) Yes, Hal, I am coming. A bit of haste would probably be good. Let me put my clothes on. I'm I'm not naked. I'm just putting things away and making them inconspicuous. Okay. I open the door. Hal is standing outside your door with a LUQ employee golf cart right behind him. The ones that they like use to get around on the large levels. Where did you find that? Let's not worry about that right now, but uh, we probably shouldn't stay in the hallway where everyone can see it for terribly long. Can I drive? Yeah, sure thing. We've got a job to do. We're already zooming. Okay, what's the job? All right. You remember the elevator we took up to the the, uh, legacy suite at the top? I remember every elevator I've ever been in. Yeah, they had... (laughs) (laughs) Near as I can tell, the best champagne I've seen on Zenith. And uh, if we steal it, it's free and we don't have to pay for it. Uh, You're a rogue. I'm enlisting you. When we pass our forge, I really want us to have a good bottle of champagne. 
there was a quick moment where Gaspar was about to just do like a drifting U-turn. <laughs> this is what we're, but in, instead turns into an S-turn, like going right back to it as he's like, we should celebrate with a bottle of wine. Hal, I don't understand why people think that you are slow, but this is one of the best ideas I've heard. The camera cuts back to your bedroom where Nebit stands confused, looking at a bunch of papers and alchemical supplies. I guess I'll just um, get started. And he sits down. (laughs) (laughs) You pass your time leading up to the Forge Challenge. Two weeks. Two weeks is all you got. But you're confident it was enough. When the time comes, you are called to Omega Dock, where a taxi awaits you. As you depart the dock, the first thing you see is a massive structure towering over Zenith. An arena, free-floating, hovering above the spokes. As you approach, you realize it isn't aligned in the same direction as the rest of the satellite. Quite the contrary, it is upside down, giving the fans a top-down view of Zenith and the entirety of the Plane of Error. As the taxi slowly shifts to match its orientation, you feel the vertigo as the world flips up over you, until eventually you come to rest in the dock of the stadium, where your forge challenge awaits. There's no doubt about it, Rust. It's happening. The Mid-Season Forge Challenge. I can almost taste the coppery tang of armored back sweat. Last season saw Brown Spectre, Green Medusa, and Pink Ettercap pull out a stunning 3 for 3 success rate. Yet only Pyre Larisharn, Creed Orpheus Cockrill, and Damu Abzu remain on the axis. It's rare for novice teams to remain whole after passing the forge. Has it ever happened? Early in the Battle Axis League, there was a frequent trend of teams being contracted in their entirety. But as team slots filled up and the pool of potential adventurers grew, it became harder and harder to justify team cohesion over sheer talent. Man, can you imagine devoting a season to learning the ins and outs of your teammates, only to have them dumped in some backwater on the opposite side of the cosmos? I think I'd be able to cope. In other news, the gutter snipes have begun an escort quest on Xi F10, guiding a drunk man back to his home. Wait, what? It seems Great Duke Crendon Hesht, a local steel magnate and heir to the Duchy of Shem, ha, douchey, spent the weekend, quote, getting completely snorked and can't remember where he lives. So, he started a quest? It would appear Lord Hesh has close ties with certain members of the administration, and while local professionals could no doubt get the job done, They would not do so in style. Man, Douchey is right. Imagine lugging enough dosh that you could use a hero team as a taxi. Truly a man worthy of his title. Oh, um... What? The sponsor. Oh. Um... uh, This broadcast is brought to you in part by... Hashed Steel. You want the best. Buy Hashed. We'll be right back after these messages. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse.
lucky for you, it's time for my break. All this torturing can work up quite an appetite. But with my busy schedule, I don't have time for regular shopping or meal prep. That's why I'm glad I use Factor. Fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted meals ready in two minutes and delivered straight to my door. 35 weekly options and over 60 add-ons to keep things interesting. You, you're a thin one. You'd probably like their calorie-smart options. Me, I'm building muscle, so I love their Protein Plus options. <laughs> yes, you're right. The scheduling flexibility is amazing. If I want to change for as much or as little as I need week to week, it's fast premium options with no cooking required. <laughs> of course I have a deal for you. Head to factormeals.com slash theleague50 and use code theleague50 to get 50% off. That's code theleague50 at factormeals.com slash theleague50 to get 50% off. A deal that can't be beat. And speaking of being beaten, it's time to get back to work. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey now, what's the meaning of all this lackadaisical layabout doldrum dumb foundry? Never in all my days have I seen a crew more stricken with high seas ennui. Sorry, Captain. We're just bored. We swabbed all the poops and missing all the masses. Bored, are ye? Well, nothing puts a cold finger up your bum and gets your feet moving like an old-fashioned sea shanty. <gasps> what do you say, boys? Shall we put on a show for the gulls and billowing clouds? Yeah. All right, then. Let's have it, boys. The Ballad of Beauty Balls. And a one, and a two, and a... 
Sing it, Captain! There once was a man from way down south who's known as handsome and kind. You could pay him a copper to drop his trow, and not a hair you'd find. His skin was as smooth as polished brass, his scent like a summer's breeze. And if you beheld his treasure, you'd want to get down on your knees. Beauty, oh beauty balls, please show your balls to me. What keeps your sack in perfect tack, manscaped technology? When beauty balls rolled into town, he'd stand on the edge of the dock. To see his prize, the folks would form a line around the block. The majestic sight of his flawless flesh would fill your heart with pleasure. Just goes to show that one man's junk can be another man's treasure. Beauty, oh beauty balls, please show your balls to me. What keeps your taint as smooth as paint, Manscaped technology? Went to a page, Manscaped.com, to tend to his tangle in weeds. The performance package 4.0 would satisfy all his needs. The lawnmower shaved his sack so smooth, the weed whacker trimmed his nose. He got a pair of boxer briefs as soft as pantyhose. He found an array of sweet colognes and silky topical creams. It seemed a shame to hide his prize inside a pair of jeans. Beauty, oh beauty balls, please show your balls to me. What keeps your junk so free from funk manscape technology? He got himself a mighty deal. He used code LUQ for 20% off all he bought, and he got free shipping too. So learn a lesson from beauty balls and tend to your garden with care. And visit the store manscaped.com for balls beyond compare. <laughs> Get ready, boys. We're going balls out tonight. Hey, all you cuties. Won't you join me here in the mid-roll? This chapter was a ton of fun to record, and we hope you all have as many good times and laughs as we did recording it. So much is about to happen. Lately, we've taken a little bit of a dip in the numbers, and we're kind of waiting to bounce back to where we were before. So if you'd like to help push us in the right direction, even just downloading all the recent episodes you haven't caught up with yet, helps our analytics. And of course, word of mouth for new listeners. I feel weird asking every week, but we really want this project to succeed, and you can really help make that happen. Just send your friends to theluq.com, where they can find links to every episode, all of our social media, links to the merch store, and of course, links to our Patreon, which is full of killer D&D content like maps, character sheets, monsters, magic items. And at the highest tiers, you can make characters to become part of the Battle Axis world. Or you can have your name mentioned during the mid-roll by becoming one of our legendary patrons. Our current teams are the Titans Rise, the Forgotten Legacy, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Twilight Concord, with Eerie Lunar Rose, Maisie, and Korgoth. If you want to contact us to advertise with the show or get out a personal message, admin at slapdashstudios.com is the email. 
If you want to send us that good, good anything, save for homemade food, the P.O. Box is 230091, Tigard, Oregon, 97281. If you're in the Portland area on the weekend of September the 10th through 12th, the LUQ will have a live game panel on Sunday at 1145 at Rose City Comic Con, and we'll let you know more as the information unfolds. Remember to follow us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams to watch me and Zach play games throughout the week and hang out with our fans, including our cooperative Pokemon Soul Link Nuzlocke on Wednesdays, and new episodes of LUQ premiering every Monday night, hosted by the fabulous Dungeon Mistress Dana. We won't be doing a Nuzlocke this week because we're actually doing an LUQ camping trip thing. So that'll be fun. And a big thank you, of course, to our very own Dana for the idea in this week's ad. But enough out of me, let's get you back to the battle axis. Alchemy perfected. Ready for adventure. Give your body the supplements and vitamins it needs to face the challenges the quest has for you. Perfect for any class. Perfect for any level. An advanced multivitamin with B12, D20, Ninkerfoil, and Infernium X. Harness the power of proficiency. Seize the day, seize the night. Fuel the fire, fight the fight. Take control, don't hold back. Lead the way, lead the back. Charge Efficiency life comes more easily. As you enter the dock on the arena, you are led by a steward through a series of back rooms and maintenance hallways until eventually you find your way into a green room. The space is furnished rather lavishly, if minimalistic. There is a silver platter in the center of the room on a table, and there are four matching silver goblets. It seems to be enchanted. It has instructions clearly illustrated, indicating that you can conjure a memory of a food that you have eaten before, and it will provide it for you. There is also a small exercise area with mitts and gloves and a heavy bag as needed. The heavy bag is indicated to be enchanted so that it can take any kind of damage without being destroyed. Other than that, you are left to your own devices. I was just going to sit down very comfortably, the nicest looking chair across his leg, and look to the group. How are we feeling? Are we still upside down? That was strange. Up doesn't feel down, but I won't think about it too much. I'm a bundle of nerves right now, to be honest. I don't know how anyone could think about eating. Hal lifts the lid on the platter, and it's just covered in Sour Patch Kobolds. (laughs) Probably not best to eat several pounds of sugar before a trial, but you know you. (laughs) <laughs> it worked okay in the market. Could be the boost that he needs. I like the read ones. Do barbarian ability sugar right? <laughs> yeah. I'm strangely calm and collected. I don't really feel that nervous at all. Maybe it's all the rest I've been getting. Haven't you had enough rest? Didn't you sleep for like 50 years or something? Perhaps his body is conditioned to sleeping 50 years at a time. A bit of a complicated subject, Hal. Um... As fond as I am of being here with all of you, it would be foolish to say I wouldn't wish to rather be sleeping for a very long time. Do you think if you rested for like a week, you could go like a week of being awake at the same time? And then you could like rest for a week and then be awake for a week? 
I'm sure on some plane of existence there are creatures whose circadian rhythms can function like that, but in the here and now, I don't think that works very well. The door is kicked open suddenly. Yeah, his name's my uncle. Dumb bastard falls asleep for an entire week at a time, and then he doesn't stop watching his stupid stories all day. Pug! Yeah, it's me. Good to see y'all. I was hoping that we would get to see you. Yeah, well, here I am, in all my beautiful glory. You want some sour candy? Not even a little bit. We're about to partake in the most important challenge of our novice rank. That's why I'm here. We need our coach. Now I feel ready. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to help y'all. Seeing you in that uh, labyrinth. How do they say it? Librarinth. That's just stupid. Uh, But seeing y'all in there gave me a newfound appreciation for how much you've been growing and changing. Mostly I'm just here to answer any questions you have and give you the lowdown. Did you see us do the pug of war? I did. Didn't know that's what it's called, but I like it. <laughs> if you don't want sour candy, what kind of candy do you want? That is a question wrongly put. <laughs> you get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, I didn't think y'all would be jumping into the forge quite this quick. I figured you'd be waiting to the end of the season. Most folks don't even bother with the mid-season trials. Wasn't really our choice. I mean, we did agree to it, but it's the wheels of a... Fame are turning faster than we can keep up with, it seems. Mid-season's big stuff. Usually people are all tired out from their uh, big vacations and things like that when it comes down to the new seasons. So, it's exciting to have you out there. It's going to be big buzz. In your estimation, please be completely honest, do you think that we're ready for this? <sighs> Benny, I think you were ready for it when you first got here. But, you got to show your mettle. got to do what you got to do. I'm just glad they're letting you in. Sometimes they uh, get a little bit touchy about having new new members up in. But given your association with the commissioner, I'm not too surprised. They only gave us four goblets. Uh, Perhaps Gaspar would be willing to give you his. I got my own magic goblet. He reaches into his uh, leather vest and pulls out a flask and takes a big slug off it. Mm. Pocket juice. How did you hide a goblet in a vest? (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. He opens up his vest and you realize that inside it is lined with complete black. Blacker than you can possibly imagine. <sighs> it's Haru Black. He reaches in, pulls out a hoagie, nods, places it back. I say it's a vest of holding. Only thing that'll hold my abs. <laughs> 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 oh, I get it. That's all 16 of them. That's his candy of choice. Penny seems to be in slightly better spirits now, taking one of the empty goblets excitedly, and it quickly fills with a blooming tea. So... I'm here to answer any questions you got. Have you ever been in a curated dungeon? Oh, plenty. All sorts of folks keep coming in and trying to do their thing. I mean, as Zenith got built, everybody wanted to get their name out there. Do you know anything about the challenge that we'll be facing? Now, this one, that's a little bit more complicated. Now, they usually like to read this kind of thing when you come out into the arena proper, but I was able to get my hands on it. It's a poem. That's all the information y'all are going to get. If you need any equipment, you can ask the fella standing outside the door. Carried at arms, open a path unseen before, point their way onward. Moonlight hides the eye, the wardens left blind and lost. A life of weak sight, an um to the falls. Nope, that's urn, an urn to the falls. Life and death flow as one there, calm and surrendered. The wardens' long arms aim both to catch and keep you, and turn you to sand. Fear the grinding rooms, a fall. To most certain death or desperate climb out. What are the odds that using his 
innate skills at transcribing. I almost could have scribbled that down while Pug was talking. That is totally fine. Okay, sweet. Do you know anything about the designer? Sounds kind of pretentious. I do. He's uh, (laughs) a... They call him Undeadless. It's a joke. Undeadless? Undeadless. Not his real name. Let me see here. He pulls out a little paper and looks at it. Anus proponus of Mita. <laughs> no, that's that can't be right. Ano, probably Anos. Looks like Anus. Anus. Yes, I, I think that's probably Anos. Sure, I'm gonna go with Anus. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> Penny, that name, both names, Undeadless and Anos Proponus, both sound oddly familiar to you, as though they ring a distant bell from another life. Why does that sound so familiar? Could be because he's Fay. He's what? He's Fay. He is. Yeah, from some world I can't even remember which. I mean, probably Mita, based on the name, unless that's just a funny moniker. That explains a lot. Um, least of all the verse. You not know? Uh, no. Uh, these these events they're 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 in a round robin. When it comes down to who gets to pick the dungeon master. It, it's usually one of the spokespeople or one of the representatives, the admins. This was Kinuent. Oh, Kinuent. I I got the summons there. I haven't had the opportunity to to act on it yet. Can you tell us anything about the the spokesperson? Not not really a person. More people. It's the uh, the court. I can't remember what kind of court they're supposed to be. Winter, fall, or whatever. Even if they fall into one of them. But uh, they're like uh, based on tarot cards or something. That makes a lot of sense with the message that I received. You got invited there? Yes, it's a, it's a long story. They sent a messenger. Might be uh, smart not to go in there alone. Folks tend to go into the casino and get lost. Duly noted. I'll make sure my team is with me. Did you say casino? Yeah, some reason they uh they got a whole thing about casinos. I mean, most of the places are woodsy and whatnot, but then they got this gigantic casino in the center. Like. Carpet everywhere. A carpet everywhere. What kind of a dungeon is a casino? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of dungeon where no one wins. We didn't really have courts on Evdemonia. It was more of an endless revel. Save for bocce ball, right? Save for bocce ball, (laughs) which was very vicious. (laughs) Full contact. Yes, full contact. I, I only played in the minor leagues. I was never good enough to go against... That's suicide. Yeah, we're in the majors now, though. And if you're going to be messing around with Kinuent and the Fae around here, keep your wits about you. I know Eudemonia is a pretty uh, soft place, but they ain't. Well, what are we to expect from a dungeon designed by a Fae? Should we assume that the therein would be interpreted by their species? Fae's different everywhere you go. Sometimes they're naturalists, sometimes they're crazy, deranged folks, specifically trying to eat your brains and whatnot. I say you can't really base it on nothing, but I know that Dundalus is a big fan of uh, mechanical whatnot. Hmm. It fits right in here with Zenith. You hear a loud brass horn sound all around you. Looks like they're playing your song. We have a song? No. (laughs) It was um, to turn a phrase, my son. Oh. I've been kind of working on one, but it's not ready yet. (laughs) Well, yeah, it'd be really weird if they were playing it and you didn't even written it yet. (laughs) Any last minute questions? Should we have a song? Probably not too important. Not yet in a way, but pretty soon you're going to want one. All right. How long do we have? Got about five minutes. Uh, to complete the dungeon? Oh, no. Those usually run about four hours. Four hours. And uh, they'll probably give you the hard time limit. If you go past it, it's a failure. Are we going to see you again? 
after the quest. Maybe. There's a possibility, but I wouldn't put too much money on it. All right. With that, Penny runs and hugs Pug. (laughs) All right. All right. Bring it in. Yeah. Iavos definitely goes in and uh, shares a colloquialism with Pug to add to his repertoire. As Father used to say, just because you can't see the sun in the morning doesn't mean you aren't assured that the cock is crowing. I will think of you fondly, Pug, if we do not cross paths again. I like that one. I think I'm going to use that. Y'all handshake, fellas? Hal gives him a, a handshake, and he looks him in the eye. He reaches around Iavos and Penny to shake your hand. And, and, and Hal, Hal looks him in the eye and goes, Pug, you're a good coach. Nah, I do my best. You're the best coach. You smell like beef jerky and liquor. About right. Yeah, it seems my arm got caught in your vest and I found some beef jerky and liquor. Here, that's yours. <laughs> I give him a fist bump. All right, I'll do that. I'm proud of you. That's a weird thing to say, but all right. <laughs> okay, kids. Catch him off guard. Get yourself out of there. Give it your best shot. And he disentangles himself from Penny. I always holds his hands out to the group and says, shall we make an entrance? Kind of wiggling his fingers, like, are we going to hold hands? Yeah. <laughs> I hold hands. Is that a thing? Penny puts her hand into Iavos's. I'm not going to hold your hand if you're doing that finger thing. It's just... It's... <laughs> but once you hold it, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> I grab your hand immediately to make you stop. You make your way out into the main hallway leading to the arena proper. And the first thing you see is Ophidian Ashpool. Good to see you guys. Looking real good. I really liked the uh, the whole thing in uh, the library. I, I I gotta say, top top shelf stuff. Why are you in this hallway? I'm up next. You're up next after us. Yeah. So that begs the question: Why are you in the hallway in front of us? I wanted to give you guys a good luck. Okay. Thank you, Ophidian. That's very kind of you. I'm I'm sorry. I don't watch any of your recordings, but I'm sure you're very capable too. Don't worry. I watch them all just enough for the both of us. Well, good luck to you and yours as well, dear Ophidian. You guys are being uncharacteristically civil. I like it. Thank you. Hey, Ophidian. Yeah. I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, I've been working real hard. Why is nobody saying it back to me? (laughs) (laughs) That is your line. (laughs) Look, we're all about to move on. About to hit hero rank. And that's where you guys are going to need me more than ever. I look forward to seeing you on the battlefield or on the same side of it. Or on the end of my sword. Hey, that's how it plays out. That's how it plays out. It would be a good image. Well, take care of yourselves out there. I mean, the Fae aren't to be trusted. Little bit of a broad brush you painted with there, but... And in your forge challenge, we wish you luck. Right back at you. He walks into another room and disappears. Why does everyone keep saying that? I wish you luck. What is it? What, was it? It's a dumb catchphrase. Why do people keep saying that? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, phonetically, L, U, and Q, in order, sort of sound like luck. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, Gaspar. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, too. 13 seasons of L, U, Q on video. I've just now got that joke. It makes sense now why they sign off every episode like that. I always thought it was just a stupid gig. As you proceed through the hallway and walk towards the exit ramp, 
you are inundated by the overwhelming din of the crowd. Screaming fans, lights flashing all around you as journalists capture whatever images they can for their papers. Before you is a great open grass field. In the center of it is a monolithic marble structure. Considerable breadth, yet only a single story high. There is no door. Instead, there is a single glowing pad outside with a spiraling square pattern in eldritch blue. The PA kicks on, and you hear a familiar voice. Plurals and singulars, welcome to the Mid-Season Forge Challenge, brought to you by Rock Shasta, Two Thumbs Down, and Statmore Sneakers. Show some initiative. Today's event will begin with Team Gold Dragon, featuring the Headless Hunter, Gaspar of Abel. So Gaspar is going to reach towards his stump, pulls out his spinal thorn whip, and gives it a good crack. And at that same moment, the glamour in his armor is going to activate. The black leathers and cloth are going to flip over uh, into golden scales. Mm. The cape that he has on is kind of more of like a wingsuit now. And on his gloves are claws where his knuckles should be (laughs) as he leans heavy to Team Gold Dragon. Nice. Iavos Isadora, the witness to the withering acre. Uh, Iavos moves very calmly and subtly out onto the field at first. And as he moves, the sand and dust from the perfectly manicured green grass seems to start to whip up around him as though the grass behind him is slowly dying and then comes back to life as he leaves the radius. Mm. And as he makes his way towards the blue pad and shoulder to shoulder with Gaspar, he's dragging... uh, this large staff along the ground with a pen tip facing down, leaving a line of golden ink behind him. Grabbing it with both hands, he mutters to himself, all right, we practice this. Ah, smooth motions now. He lifts it up and traces in the air the silhouette of a gold dragon Mm. and putting the tip to its mouth, a gout of illusory fire shoots out towards the audience and then he sticks it into the ground next to him and kind of waves sheepishly. <laughs> yeah, it's very good, right? Yes. The crowd explodes. That's it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I killed it was, them. It was not illusory fire. <laughs> My forbidden magics are done. <laughs> the crowd erupts in another gout of cheers. And then you hear again the voice of Dirk Bradley. Everyone's favorite fawn, Penelope Farthing. Penny is beaming as she raises her sword into the air and bangs on her shield all of her armor becoming a cascade of golden scales, much like Gaspar and her cape exploding behind her in the form of almost translucent fins, like a lionfish or a dragon. As she points her sword towards the golden dragon aloft in the air, suddenly there's an explosion of color as a color spray dissipates it and an explosion of golden glitter. Nice. Dirk chimes in again. And Halifon Orison Jr., the paladin with a pedigree. As uh, Penny's golden glitter drifts down around Hal, it sticks to him, but only in certain places, outlining his metallic tattoos and forming a design on his ivory cape of two intertwined golden dragons, which end in dragon head pauldrons on his sides, which erupt in a gout of flame as Hal's tattoos flare to life and burn away the gold flaking, leaving a charred marking on the ground 
which one might consider a pool of ash, which Hal <laughs> casually kicks and walks through as though it's completely irrelevant. <laughs> oh. And goes to stand next to his team. The crowd is alive, electric, and you can feel their energy pouring off of them. This dungeon has been designed by guest dungeon master Anus Proponus, better known as Undeadless. After stepping on the teleportation pad, Team Gold Dragon will be transported inside the dungeon with four hours to complete its objective. Their performance will be graded on the League's core values, teamwork, ingenuity, valor, and discipline. If their final score is four or higher, Team Gold Dragon may choose to be a part of the mid-season draft or be deployed to a local league. If their final score is below four, Team Gold Dragon will be disbanded, and no member will be permitted to reapply for the league for an entire season. Let the Forge Challenge begin. The Forge Challenge is underway with Team Gold Dragon starting us off. Whew. How did I do? Delivery okay? I kept thinking I was going to say two thumbs up for Rock Shasta. I would have looked like a jerk. You did fine, Dirk, but maybe we should leave the show notes until commercial breaks. Right, right, like I'm not supposed to talk about my Anos Proponus of Mida, better known as Undeadless, is a cosmically renowned dungeon master, famed for his themed dungeons and skill at mechanical engineering. How do they even choose these guys? I'd bet Quinn the Quackers, every two-bit carpenter with a hardwood for wall spikes, is dropping their edgelord name into the hat. I'm Razor Fiend Butt Daggers, and I invented the Killatron. Typically, members of the administration rotate the responsibilities of selecting the Forge Dungeon Masters. This season, we have Anus Proponent. That's Anos Proponus. Malik Tit. That's Malik Pharaoh of the Grasping Sands. And Shart Dump Spangle. That's... huh. You actually got that one right. She's apparently a Goliath raised by gnomes in the Infinite Warrens of the Stone Sea. Infinite Warrens? Ugh. A lone dirk in a rusty ocean. As the old saying goes, whether a basin or a river, fools drown the same. Team Gold Dragon has entered the dungeon. The Forge Challenge has officially begun. Will this motley crew muddle their way through, or will the dragon's horde be lost to the forge? Let's find out. Outro. <laughs> Outro time. Oh, man. You look good. You're looking damn good. I'm still wearing, like, browns. <laughs> I need but... to pee. Hey, if you're listening to this, I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people just said I'm proud of you. <laughs> I hope I hope you get just a barrage of tweets or something. Just, I'm proud of you, Angela. If they can find me. Yeah. Just make sure you come to the, uh, to the live premiere that week and I'm sure people in the chat will tell you all about it. Isn't yeah. isn't your isn't your Twitter linked on your social on the webpage? How are you just gonna make it easy for them? <laughs> well I'm trying to direct people to our personal bio links on the webpage, Angelo. I, I rolled a D six to see who's doing the outro to be helpful. Oh, oh hey, there you go. It's Max. Max well, I, has to do the outro cold. I did oh, actually shit. roll myself after cocking a D6, that which is, is not easy to do. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to roll yourself. I didn't and, try to. And also guests shouldn't do it. Just roll a D4. No. <laughs> but there's five of us. I'm just going to do it and then yeah. we can roll the D4 like normal after this. Yeah. And we're not going to make Max do it because as hilarious as Let's, that would be. Oh, I'll do it. I'll just guess. <laughs>
Let's leave the guesswork out of the outro. You know, our audience uh, probably doesn't even know Max is here. Yeah, Max has guess? been here the whole time. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, we're here in the Battle Axis Season 2 about to do our Forge Challenge. Uh, let's go around the table and introduce who is on the team. My name is Michael Loving. I play Halifan Orison Jr., the Barbarian Paladin. My name is Angelo Kaluag. I play Gaspar, the Headless Rogue of the Phantom subclass. My name is Dana Ebert. I play Penelope Farthing, the Fawn... I couldn't think of a pun there. I really wanted to. <laughs> Who has two levels in Warlock and two levels in Bard. Have a fantastic day. The deer full of cheer. Oh, uh, that's so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My name is Law. I play Avos Isadora, witness to the withering acre. He's a Thayersh, wizard cleric mix. Excellent. And I am Zach Barkas. I am the dungeon boy, apparently. Yay. I am also the technical director for Slapdash Studios. I want to thank our map maker, Bree Golden. You can find them at goldenstylist.com. I also want to thank our Hediger the Editor for his fantastic editing. He's been doing a great job, despite the fact that he's trying to go for his PhD right now, which, boy, howdy, is it astonishing that somebody can do both of those things at the same time. I would also like to thank our guest dungeon master, who will Yo. be running the next three episodes, and that is Max Hobbs. Max, why don't you do introduce yourself what up? my name is max hobbs i'm a professional dungeon master uh co-host of help action and just all around huge pain in the ass mm. <laughs> can confirm all true uh do you have any uh twitter uh, or anything like that you'd like oh to yeah you can find me at dungeon master max on pretty much fucking anything perfect yeah yeah please check out help action very funny group of dudes <laughs> doing some very interesting and unique dnd content thank you we're just about to release an episode or probably by the time this comes out we have an episode that has been released that has uh jen kretschmer on it who fantastic. was fantastic right. ton of fun to talk to sometimes yeah. we have guests please check <laughs> that out including us at one point or i was another. gonna say that episode was fantastic weren't you two on help action at one point? Oh yes sir and to learn more about luq of course visit the luq.com you can get links to all of our social media we would love to see lots of interaction on social media as soon as you do it we'll be there i promise i tweet back at things um i want to i want to share images just send them to me <laughs> give us some fan art or something i love there you so much art of how uh, there was last commissioned recording. fan art it yeah. was very cool fuck yeah of course, you can find out information about all of the lovely actors at the table here by visiting the LUQ.com and going to the cast link. You can get links to their personal uh, social media, Ko-Fi, uh, bank accounts. That's not true. Um, and I mean, with enough digging. All of your reviews and word of mouth are the only thing that really help keep us going. Visit us on Patreon to get a bunch of great rewards. I do this in the middle already, <laughs> but we really love you all. Um, we're looking forward to... What's coming for LUQ? It's going to be exciting. We've got a live show coming up, which is huge for us, assuming the con keeps going. And we're just really excited about the projects we're doing. So until next time, we wish you luck. Woo!